Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is June 15th, 2023. We're smack dab in the middle of the month. And it's time for your Impact Wrestling Post Show. I am Adriel Pearl, and as always, I am joined by the number one. The she's she's getting she's getting a lot of work on this website, which I love, but I'm afraid that Collision might burn her out, and she'll never want to talk Impact again. Cresta Star is here. Hi, Cresta. I'm doing well. I will always. I never asked how you were doing for the record. <laughs> I listen, I'm excited about it. I, I will not turn my back on impact. What other wrestling promotion am I gonna see people get murdered? <laughs> True, actually. What other evoke, one? They tried to evoke his name and they wouldn't allow it tonight on the show. Big Say fan his name and <laughs> I was upset there was no Joe Hendry tonight. Very upset. I needed more Joe Hendry in my life. That's true, actually. I'm looking forward to him uh, hopefully popping back up soon. It was it was good stuff. So We'll see. Tonight's show, uh, overall, what'd you think? You thumbs up? In the beginning, it started off hot. <laughs> I'm not I, looking forward to talking about that opening segment. Um, I mean, honestly, the opening segment to me was better than the Bully Ray segment, which sucked. Whatever heat they had out of it, and by the end of it, I, I couldn't tell you what happened in the last two. It took forever to get to a match, but I was okay with it. But it's again, it started off hot, and then by the middle, I was just like, Did we lose her? Did did my internet die? Yeah, it did. It was right as you were saying, Did as my it was internet finished? die? Oh no, <laughs> not this. This is great. This is my you know, you're back now. You're back. You're here. Hi. Are you catch? Are you catching up? Cresta Star, her internet is absolutely just. I don't dull. know what happened. Are you back? I don't think. I don't. Can you? Oh, there she goes! Wow, something's really going on. This is great. Yeah, this is a really promo-heavy show. Uh, maybe what I'll do is I will solo for a moment. Cresta will. 
figure out what's going on. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, listen, when she comes back, we'll we'll bring back Cresta Star. So listen, show tonight, uh, I'll do this solo for now until Cresta comes back. I hope she comes back because this show is infinitely more fun when I have her. But uh, till then, it's me. And let's, uh, let's, you know what, we'll dig right in. How about that? Personally, I thought the show was fine. It was, uh, it was really promo heavy, like I mentioned, and like it was mentioned in the chat. And so we're going to cover all of that and more while you're here. Go ahead, leave a thumbs up on the video. And also, if you don't mind, subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash Fightful because we're on the way to 100,000 subscribers. And once we get there, I'm going to tell you something. We're going to get that beautiful silvery play button. And what are we going to do with it? We're going to tell everyone about it. You can tell everybody. No, I'm not going to sing but we will open it up and it'll be beautiful. And I'm sure Jimmy will get one and Sean will get one and I will not get one, but I will say I deserve one for a change, but I don't, but I'll get there. Either way, go to subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash Fightful. If you want to support us financially, you've got a couple options. One, FightfulSelect.com. We'll talk about that later. The best five bucks in the business, all the news you need and want and should have. And you can also support us here at youtube.com slash Fightful by donating a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement right on the air. Or if you want, go over to humperchats.com. I am monitoring those. Again, humperchats.com. We take a little bit more of the pie or we get a little bit more of the pie. And then you can do a little bit more. More bang for your buck if you're a Young Bucks fan. How about that? So let's dig in. Let's start with BTI. George Iceman is in his very nice apartment. He's got a condo somewhere that I think is really good. So he's talking about how Bully wants repercussions. And uh, he's expecting Scott Demore to face the the repercussions of his actions and says the office is tight lift, which is typical, typical office work. Cresta's back. Hi, Cresta. Yo, the internet couldn't take my beauty tonight. I am so sorry. That's all right. <laughs> what happened? That was, that was wonderful. But it works. <laughs> You're good now. You're back. We're here. Thank you guys for hanging out. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, where were we? We're beautiful people talking about Impact Wrestling. I basically got into BTI. I talked about George Iceman. Let's talk about Laredo Kid and Jack Price versus Champagne Sting and Shira. Man, first of all, Shira's, uh, sorry, Sing's theme. It's Bop. We got to talk about that. It's a great uh -huh. theme. It's still good. Uh, Gia pointing out that Laredo Kid continues to team up with former opponents. Good. Uh, eventually, Sing beats Price with the champagne pop after he gauges the, uh, gouges the eyes. And then uh -huh. he comes out after the match. Gets his revenge, takes out Shing, Sing and Shira with a wake-up call. I guess Rhino's coming back soonish. We'll talk about the promo in a few minutes. But what do you think of Laredo Kid, Jack Price versus Sing and Shira? I actually thought this match was a really good showcase for Shira in particular. I thought he looked so strong. And also Jack Price, too, in defeat here. But I felt like, yo, Jack Price, much like our good friend Sheldon G, you are here to take the pin. Yikes. But you looked great. I was sell he was selling. I, I believe he was getting his ass beat <laughs> that match. Laredo Kid, as always, looked amazing. But I really thought for Shira in particular, this was a great um, this was a great showcase. Nothing really too out the ordinary. I already knew in my hardest of hearts who was gonna win. The team yeah, felt, or the Franken team. Yeah, I felt like uh Laredo Kid kind of hung back throughout the match and let yeah. Bryce take most of it, which is fine. Like it doesn't make anyone look bad in this case. If anything, it makes uh it makes Bryce look more powerful, even in defeat. So it was, yeah, solid match, good enough, and we move on. So let's talk about Impact itself. We open up with 
this is going to take a few minutes, folks. Okay, so let me. I'm going to monologue because it was like the first 20 minutes of this thing. The Motor City Machine Guns come out. We got new X Division champion Chris Saban, new Impact World champion Alex Shelley, and then Saban says, "I had the craziest dream. Against all odds, we walked away with gold, but not tag team gold. I became." the first ever nine-time X Division champion. And then I dreamt that finally, after 20 years of working his ass off, the one man who deserves it more than anything became the Impact World Champion, and that's Alex Shelley. And said it, but it wasn't a dream. It was a dream come true. And then Shelley grabs a mic and just says, Aww. Yep. <laughs> the crowd did. <laughs> that was very funny. Very, the crowd and the crowd like, chanting, Yup. Yup. Yes. Yup. I loved it. I think, it's, I think it's fantastic that Shelley got this stupid yup over like it's so and, and i mean stupid in like the nicest way because yeah it, it, he did it like he did the thing he just he came out said yup and he beat him so it's cool i, I like that the fans have, have gone into it uh shelly continues says i ugly cried because for 20 years i had feelings of inadequacy and this title means that i am good enough and i am not inadequate and then for 20 years i made pro wrestling a better place because i have the midas touch talks about okada talks about jay white and the young bucks and trey miguel and kushida and even seth rollins and then it says at one point i had to be selfish and now i'm a champion because of the fans and because of the locker room and then both men say it's the machine gun era of impact wrestling and now here becomes the parade out comes nick aldis this is the more important stuff this is the more important stuff. Aldous says he called his shot at against all odds, and as, as did the guns. And he says when Shelly walked to the back, everyone gave him a standing ovation, and Aldous said he hung out in the back. He just didn't want to steal from the from the, the moment for, for Alex Shelley. But Aldous wanted to come out tonight, congratulate Alex Shelley, and tell the story of his first encounter with Alex Shelley and how he built up Brutus Magnus at the time from being a young kid who didn't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch. He used another one. Headlock from a headlight. Yeah, uh, he said headlock from headlights. That was good. Wrist lock for a wrist, wrist lock from a... Nope. <laughs> that's, nope. That's the way I learned it was wristwatch from a wrist lock. And the way he did it was headlock from a headlight. And I was like, that must be the British way to do it. And so, you see how my brain just blue screened. Maybe he couldn't say it either. So <laughs> Anyway, so he says, now you got to add another world champion to that list, and that's Nick Aldis. Aldis says that, Nick, uh, that Alex Shelley isn't looking at the same guy from all those years ago. He kept climbing, and then the crowd boos. And he's like, no, 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 no disrespect, no disrespect. You know, Shelley, now you're at my level, and no matter who wins at uh, Slammiversary, the company will have a great world champion, but uh, Nick Aldis is willing to do anything to ensure that it's him. And now out comes Trey Miguel, and Trey Miguel starts talking shit, so Saban says, come to the ring. And now come Kenny King and Sheldon Jean, and they start talking about shit, and they call them the Million Opportunity Machine Guns and Nepotism Nick. I like that. That was funny. Yeah. Yo, Kenny King got some zingers. (laughs) Saban says, hey, maybe y'all should come down. And then out comes Giselle Shaw in her best Trish Stratus cosplay, along with David Dahl and Savannah Evans. Giselle says spotlight should be mine, but Trinity took it from her, much like the Motor City Machine Guns and Nick Aldis took it from me, and they don't deserve it. And then she says, do you guys think you deserve it? And, of course, she turns to Alex Shelley, and Alex Shelley says, yep. (laughs) Shelley says there's no red carpet when we got here. They installed it. And then Giselle's problem isn't with them, it's with Trinity. So out comes Trinity. Trinity says Alex Shelley's school is in session, and she's here to see Giselle get schooled. So Jay and Trinity were out uh jay says trinity got out came out to get slapped by him again trinity j- threatens jot wow jay vidal this is 
this is what I was talking about. It's a lot. There's a lot in the first segment. And then out comes Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna Perrazzo says, as of today, she surpassed 500 cumulative days as the knockouts champion. And if we're talking about being knocked out, then she should be involved because she is the knockouts champion. Aldous says, a few things are going to change come Slammiversary. And then out comes Santino Marella. And he says he learned a few things from Ernest to Cat Miller. And that includes not passing up a good opportunity. So tonight he made the main event that's in my mind. And I'm going to tell you now. And he makes Motor City Machine Guns, Nick Aldous, Trinity, and Deanna Perrazzo versus Trey Miguel, Sheldon Jeans. He calls him Sheldon Jeans which is great. Kenny King, Savannah, Georgia. Which that was <laughs> top tier. Santino's the worst. <laughs> and the, the most endearing way, he is the worst when he called this Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> so there you go. A hundred people came out for the opening segment. What did you think of this Crest of Star? Because I need a drink. Bro, when you were saying that, I feel like I was hearing the Animaniac song in the backwards. And then Giselle came out along with their neighbor Dallas. <laughs> No, it's true. I'm going to give you all the bullet points. Um, I don't think Nick Aldis is kind of wrong. But Nick Aldis has the problem that he's British. So no matter what he says, he sounds pompous. So <laughs> that's why I feel like that's why they started booing him. Because he told Alex Shelley, now that you've ascended to my level, then they started booing him like, yo, bro, what are you doing? But I'm like, he kind of not wrong. Even by Alex Shelley's own admission, he's like, I've made all these people ch- champions. When is it Alex Shelley's time? And now that it is, I mean, Brutus Magnus was a champion. You weren't champion, so technically, but you're British, bro. They're going to boo you. I don't I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I just repeat what I see. <laughs> Kenny King had that zinger. It was great. I, I liked that this was really overproduced. I like this. This was fine. Of the two really long segments of the night, this one was not offensive. It got the point across. I liked it. I don't think anyone here necessarily looked bad. But from this moment till it came on, I was like, damn. Sheldon Jean, you here to take the pin, huh? I wasn't sure if it was going to be that or if it was going to be like Trinity pinning Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair because I feel like we got nicknames for everyone. I was <laughs> Nick all distant. <laughs> No, no, we, we only do that when he's doing the backstage segment. And by the nah. way, I just want to put it out there. Jimmy Jacobs, as reported by Fightful Select, has now joined the AEW locker room. He's he's part of their yeah. creative team. He's left Impact Wrestling. So I'm just letting Scott Demore know. When you come back to being a president, if you need someone to host What's All This Then, I'm your guy. People might oh. think it's it's you, Scott, with a beard doing the segment, but I could do it. I look good in a suit. I'm not mad at Jimmy Jacobs. He went to the Jeff Jarrett school of getting a check. <laughs> Somebody's going to pay me. I and could you do, could do it. I could do a three-piece suit. I could do it just as well as the rest of them. And you would look so dapper, Joel. Come on, Joel, with your little bow tie. Period. But that photo was from 2019, and my beard was way less white. Holy shit. It's the stress of being a Faja. Now you see why your father cuts his. <laughs> my dad hasn't had a beer in a long ass time. Oh, my other dad. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> I met Scott Demore dad. I've never seen Papa Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. None of y'all met my dad. So <laughs> Shout out to Papa Pearl. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, he's probably a no. He's not. So uh, let's let's move on. So they set up this whole this this big uh, ten man tag, ten person tag because it was an intergender match. Uh, yeah. Listen, this was 
this was a very NXT style booked promo, but it wasn't bad because it was like Parade of Champions and Challengers, but it's Parade of Champions and Challengers for various titles, whereas NXT would just have one champion and then a Parade of Challengers for that one championship. This kind of set up something. And it was also because it's fallout from against all odds. It's the first show since Friday. It like it made sense. It was it was overbooked and stupid, but it was hilarious, and I liked it. It to me it wasn't badly overbooked. I could get behind a good overbooking as long as it's funny or it makes some sort of sense. And to me, this made sense. The only thing that didn't make sense was Giselle Shaw. Why are you out here? But I get it because you are selfish and the spotlight belongs on you. And how dare these men come out here and gaslight everyone? It should be about, it should have been me. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was carny crap in the most endearing and loving way. I, I loved it. I loved it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Watch it if you're bored. The chat saying the side by side is ridiculous. Of course, I had to find the best photo I could. Daddy, can you hear me? Uh, it's also the chat saying, "Would I interview Nick Aldis as the replacement?" I'd, I'd interview Nick Aldis even not in an official impact capacity. I listen. The dude's had one hell of a run, and he's still going. So I think he's he's either my age or he's a couple years older than me. So he's been around for a long time. He's he's he came in young on this business. Speaking and of which, Joe Pearl is Canada based, so they'd save on travel. I mean, yeah. Nick is in Tennessee, but whatever. Um, I'm trying to help. <laughs> speaking of speaking of people my age and I have beef with, Steve Macklin. He's sitting. He's, he's brooding. Says it's two years it took for him to become Impact World Champion, and then Scott Demore got what he wanted in a match that never should have happened, and it should have been called off because he hit his head in the turnbuckle. And then he basically says, and later confirmed, that Macklin versus Shelley is happening in Wagga Wagga in Australia. Those shows are airing on Fight TV, so they are going to be effectively part of Impact Canon. Like they're going to, there's going to be something to them. And it looks like, yeah, Macklin and Shelley. And when they made the announcement, I was like, okay, congratulations to two-time Impact World Champion Steve Macklin. Now. I don't know for sure because of what happened at the end of the night with Nick Aldis. So what do you think of this whole thing with Macklin and how do you feel about this, this match going on in, in Wagga Wagga? Wagga Wagga. Macklin is P I S T. He is mad. He's pissed. He's pissed. He is so mad. I mean, he has every right to be, but also Macklin, you exposed the turnbuckle. You know, maybe that was an oversight, but that was you. But you know what? I, I don't know anything about this. I just, I just watch it. That's a piece of shit heel thing to do, though. That's what. That's the same thing Bully would say. Absolutely. Bully, that's what Bully I get did. It. He said he was he was mentally his mental health was affected by by Scott Demore coming back and taking. Like it was, it was the bully bullshit promo. It was that kind of heel promo. I also am upset because I think they said five a.m. and I'm like, if y'all think. Cresta Ann Markison Star and Joseph Ronson Pearl. I don't know what his middle name is. So I'm making it up. If you Not think that. we're going to be up <laughs> at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I'll tell you a secret. I'm up at 6.30 every morning and I go to bed at 1 a.m. So I, I'm awake until 6 o'clock and then I go to sleep at 7.30 because I'm a degenerate. <laughs> I got I to deal with having a kid. But anyway, the point is here, we're probably not going to do a post-show, but the results will be on Fightful.com. So just go there. If there's a major happening, we will cover it on our post-show on the Thursday show as per normal. Let's move on. Let's talk about the design. They said they lost. 
And Xenu's like, well, who's to blame? Is it Sammy? Is it OVE? Or is it someone from within? And then he tries to blame Angels. And Angels pushes back. And he's just like, I left the last place because I was sick and tired of the way I was being pushed around. And he said, I've done everything it's asked of me. And I got a baseball bat to the face just for my troubles. And then they argue over who brought Angels in. And then he says, it wasn't you, Diener. It was the leader of Violent by Design. And that sets Diener off. They start arguing. Khan yells and stops it. Says, you know, this is exactly what Sammy wanted, which is to take out the design from the inside out. But now we have to take back our territory. What do you think of this promo? Because it it reset the design in a very um, interesting way. But there's still a bunch of losers. When he said the leader of the design has heard Joe Hedges' music and say his David. Eric Young's not dead. Oh, he's like Jesus on the third day. He will resurrect and deliver us from evil, which is Jobberton and A. <laughs> um, I guess Sammy Callahan is right that my plan works because you guys are imploding from the in- from the inside. And also, there's a quote from a movie where. <laughs> This woman says, all my life I had to fight. And that's what Alan Angels was giving me. He's like, I left my former company because I wasn't doing, I was just doing what I was told, not getting nowhere. I come here and I'm doing what I told. I'm getting blamed for it, which is what we did speak about at Against All Odds when you when Alan Angels had a chance to finish it. Um, Dean is like, no, do this. And Angel's like, bro, what are you doing? All right, I'm going to do it your way. And then you're going to blame me. Khan is absolutely right. However, I am hoping, wishing on a star, crossing all my fingers, dotting all my eyes, and not because I want the worst for Diener, just because I think that uh, the design could use a lethal dose of a whatever it is. Come on, Eric Young, come back. Come back, you crazy man. I don't care that you were losing right before you were tragically murdered. I need you to come back. I Come on back. Come on back. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Because where, where have you been? I miss you. Come back, Mr. Young. <laughs> I don't think you'll be seeing Eric Young anytime soon. He's uh, he, he's very much in his contract and very much the biggest heel in the business. Around. Let me dream. Okay, sorry, can't do anything about it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want him to get out of his guaranteed money either. But you know, he's he's doing his thing. Uh, yeah, this is they're perennial losers, but they have to do something with the design because other than having Diener and Angels argue, someone's got to someone's got to step up to that group someone mm-hmm. bigger has to take over the design and it can't be can't be sammy because it'll just be stupid or like i don't know what to do i really don't know what what makes the most sense who can take over the design and make it you know a a good entity not a good not good guys but like a good like powerful entity i mean i'm also not opposed i'm also not opposed to sometimes they just don't work out the way you know you want them to if it means I'm breaking up and Angels gets his own thing, Khan gets his own thing, and um, Diener gets his own thing, I don't hate it. I don't necessarily hate Sammy Callahan running it, but it, I don't want it to be OVE 2.0, if if that makes any sense. No, it makes sense. What I mean, they're not bringing back Fulton full-time. They're not bringing back Jake Crist full-time. Uh-huh. If they were to bring either of them back full-time, I would have been really cool with like Fulton taking over or letting Jake Chris take over and feud with Sammy with the design. Again, who knows? This is a very, uh, a very weird time for them. 
but uh, they they they're making chicken salad out of this because again, losing that many matches in succession just does not make you look like a good group. It just looks like yeah. You're, and again, the con saying like we need to win back our territory really feels like they're going to renew themselves somehow. We just don't know how. Yeah, and I don't think that it's impossible for Violent by Design or the Design rather to come back and be a dominant faction even in defeat. It just has to make sense. I will say them acknowledging it is a step in the right direction that we're actually seeing some seeds of dissension shows that they're becoming a more complex group. So I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not on my honor no more wagon where I'm like, I'm tired of seeing them. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think it's possible. Again, even if they break up, I'd be okay with that. With the exception of Khan, I think Khan just needs a little bit more rubbing. But if the breakup angle gives him more rubbing where he's his own person, I could see any of them going for the X Division, any of them going for the digital media, doing their own thing. You know what I mean? Okay, but what if it's Edward Edwards? Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids. And he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day. And Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Joel, you're a heel. Heel Earl. What if it's Edward Edwards? That's all I'm saying. The leader of the design? Yeah. What has he designed successfully? Honor No More when it wasn't 
Okay, mm-hmm. fair. That's fair. That I'm not a real hater. I'm a fake hater, but that's fair. That's fair. Not honor no more at the end. <laughs> well, dude, until it became completely like useless. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Moose versus Rich Swan finally happened a half an hour into the show uh, right. because, of course, it does. Moose has some really good stuff. Of course, he does. Uh, the big story here, of course, is that Rich Swan rolls up Moose with that shocking pin finish. And it feels like Moose is closing out his time with Impact. We'll talk about that in a second. But there was some really good shit in this match. Let's like, let's dig in because you have the big superplex from the top rope for Moose to Swan. Moose being caught with a big cutter as he came off the top rope by Rich Swan, and then Swan hit the springboard cutter for two point nine. But yeah, all it came down to was that roll up finish. What do you think of this match? I'm not going to hold you. I was kind of worn out a little bit after that first segment. So by the time we actually got to this match, it was kind of like. Okay, but much like the BTI match, the only exception that I expected Moose to win, and when he didn't, I was like, holy crap. The only thing I really have of note is bully, not bully, uh, Moose trying to really bully the ref after Swan kicked out of that 2.5, and it was away from three. I, I agree with Moose. That would have been three. But the finish came right after that. I think that this match and the rest of the episode going forward really set the tone of, this is angle-driven and not match-driven. So the match was fine. Moose did stiff things to Swan, and Swan overcame adversity. And that's not a shot at them. I'm thinking that the match was great. I'm just saying. We're probably getting towards Rich Swan getting a title shot of some sort. Could mm-hmm. be the exhibition championship. He could be in Ultimate Exit Slam anniversary, and now he's going to build up a few wins so that he can qualify for it. And then Moose is in this crisis of conscious thing because we go backstage, and Moose is walking around dejected, and he runs into Brian Myers, and he says, oh, it's my former best friend. He had a tough loss out there. He had a tough loss against all odds. Wouldn't have happened if we hadn't given up on a good thing. And the Moose is like, I want none of this right now. <laughs> like, Don't even try it. And then Myers is like, hey, I failed to good hands and win the tag titles. But maybe Moose and Myers could beat Ace of Base. And again, this is something that we were kind of talking about before good hands got the tag title uh, match is that Moose and Myers are probably going to challenge real soon for that, uh, that tag title match. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they get there. They have to win. But uh, what do you think of Ace and Bays versus Moose and Myers as a potential match at Slammiversary? <clears throat> it's fine. I think that the trajectory that Bullet Club Aces of Bays is doing right now Fantastic. You've had a benchmark against the Motor City Machine Guns, which now just went on to win their own separate gold, but still be a team. Moose and Myers is another good benchmark. You got Moose who will do anything to win his piece of crap. <laughs> and then you got Myers who also will do anything to win. Not only because he's a piece of crap, but he's a pompous piece of crap. So I, I like it. I like it. I think that Ace Bullet Club has been wrestling face for quite some time. So I think they need a dirty piece of crap heel team, especially a stiff heel team. So because they're both uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay are both like heels. They have it in them. I've seen both their runs where they're pieces of crap. So I think that it's possible for both of them to dig in their heel bag to get rid of Moose and Myers. I don't think Moose and Myers will win. If they do, then my apologies. I've been wrong a lot, especially with Macklin. So I think it's a good benchmark. I think it's a great match for the both of them. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, if there's one thing Myers is going to do, it's team up with people on their way out. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Maybe he's the, like a black cat that crosses your door. <laughs> I took this, that's apt. 
<laughs> uh, we were talking about the BTI match and then Heath hitting those wake up calls. But we go backstage to Heath, and this promo. Okay, I didn't. I didn't hate this. It was just like, it was kind of there. So Heath says, like my. He says he doesn't say like. Says my journey has been a roller coaster ride since arriving in Impact. Mentions he gets signed. He gets injured and he's out for 11 months and then he has surgery and physiotherapy and then he comes back only to find that Rhino is in Violent by Design. So he's got to rescue Rhino and bring him out of Violent by Design. And then Rhino was taken out by Honor No More. So he comes back and they win the tag titles and then they sent Honor No More packing. But then Rhino got hurt again by Macklin and uh, and who was it? Sing it Shira. So they have to, you know, now, now he's got to breathe and figure it out. Is this a heel turn for Heath? Like, is this what we're getting into? Or what are we doing? I wasn't thinking heel. I was thinking serious Dango, serious Heath. I wasn't thinking so much heel, but like, because nothing Heath has done necessarily has been heelish. Everyone he's attacked has attacked him first. So like, I don't think it's necessarily heel, but I think it's um, he he was serious before, but I think it's more of a serious, maybe even borderline tweener, but not full on heel. Because I mean, he's not wrong. You were begging for a contract, you got the contract. Crap happened between you. You saved Rhino. Rhino got injured. You got it. It would make sense if he wants to do like a world title run, especially within the confines of Impact. Alex Shelley, who been baby, I'm begging, baby, I'm begging. Even though he's putting people over. He's now champion. Why why not he? Why not Rhino? It feels to me with that promo that Rhino is the problem. <laughs> you know? Ah, can you like, believe? <laughs> Heath is like, Heath is like, I got signed, I got hurt, I came back. I haven't gotten hurt since, but guess who has? My tag partner. <laughs> and he can Rhino, like. They have to. Rhino, like, he's a solid base, man. Heath, you know, you know. They they always take it out his knees. I just, I could see Rhino coming and maybe turning heel, and they start a, a Heath and uh, a Rhino program. I wouldn't hate that. But again, like, I just, they got to find a way to make Heath interesting. This promo was a good start, but I just mm-hmm. don't know where they go from here with Heath as Rhino kind of preps to come back. I'm interested to see what happens. I didn't, like I said, I didn't take it as a heel turn, but I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, there's a lot on the bone. So that part I like. It's just make me care. Uh, Bully Ray. Let's talk about this promo. Comes out. He's got an official complaint that he lodged with Anthem Management, and he does the whole, do you know who I am? And I like, I, I'm, I'm coming around to this because this is great. Sorry, I know this is very bully to say. This is great heat. It is. It's good. It's, it is good. Shit. And and he says, you know, I am Bully Ray. I'm a victim of Scott Demore and the atrocious management and impact wrestling. But like he builds to that. He says, My name is Bully Ray. My name is Bully Ray and I'm a victim. My name is Bully Ray and I'm a victim of Scott Demore. My name is and he and he just he repeats it. And repetitive the repetitiveness is so jarring, but and so shitty. But it's so good, and I really do like it. It makes makes me hate Bully Ray more, and I I just loved it. He blames Scott Demore for taking away his opportunity in the eight four one world title match or the world the the eight four one number one contendership match for the world title, and then Bully says he's been made to feel uncomfortable in the workplace and has not yet received an answer from Anthem. Uh, Anthem's board of directors. His mental health is in decline, and then out comes Scott Demore. 
He says, Bully, you're a whining, stooging bitch. <laughs> and then Bully calls Scott unprofessional and polite. And he says, I won't tolerate being spoken to like that. And then Scott says, you know what? You're right. I heard back from the Anthem board. I stood in front of them. And the board says that my actions at all, against all odds were unbecoming of a president. And the board strongly advised that Scott takes a leave of absence, which Bully Ray calls music to his ears. And then he starts getting cocky and talking shit and saying, you got, admit you were right, or I, I was right and you were wrong. And then Scott says, I agree with the board decision that as president, I couldn't do this. And then he proceeds to take down Bully Ray and give him the punches. And then out comes Steve Macklin. And then Macklin beats down Scott to Moore. They attack him together. And then they set up for the broken neck spot, but it's not a concerto. They grab two chairs and they were almost going to do it like a, like a hammer, like a hammer and nail with the chair. And then lights go out and then out comes PCO. Bully and Macklin wallop PCO with the chairs. Did PCO. you say wallop? Wallop is the word I was using, yes, because they just <laughs> whoop And then the next one, whoop And then he just nose hells it. Uh, and then PCO freaks out and punches the chair into Bully's face, takes down Macklin. Scott Damore dropkicks Macklin out of the ring and then grabs the mic and says that it's anniversary. It's PCO and Scott Damore versus Macklin and Bully Ray. And at first I'm like, feels like this won't stand. And then Nick Aldis turned heel and everything got turned on its head. Uh, you didn't love this segment and it gets even weirder when we go backstage. But what do you think of everything out in the ring? I, I, give, me, give me your real thoughts there. This sucked all the air out of the room. I, uh, first of all, I think the pacing in which this segment came on, maybe if it was on maybe a little bit later, it, we just took 30 minutes to get to a match that maybe lasted 10, 7 minutes, and then we had another long segment again. Maybe it's my fault for watching on Impact Plus where it was just continuous. This felt like it did not end. Now I get what Bully Ray is doing. When you first came black, Black, Jesus Christ. When you first came back, <laughs> you were complaining to Josh Alexander that he's not a little snowflake and that you're not a little baby. And now look at you. My name is Benny Ray and I'm a victim. You are cosplaying Cartman from South Park and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's such good heel work. Like objectively speaking, sure, you are under my skin. But also... The audacity, the unmitigated gall to come out here and do that. After you, when you literally came in and you were calling everyone a snowflake and you do baby, whatever. I do not want to see PCO and Scott Dumour versus Bully Ray and Steve Mack. I know I'm saying that now, but much like every time we've said it, it's going to come on and it's going to be great. But I, I hear my great-grandmother rolling in her grave saying, Elder abuse. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like there's a better use of all four of these men's talents. I don't, I, I'm not excited. I, I'm, not, I'm not sports entertained. I guess I'm getting worked like a nine-to-five or a stripper pole because I'm annoyed by it. So I guess it worked out. But I feel like if this was maybe if we got another match instead of this, it wouldn't have sucked the air out of the show because for the rest of the show, this was me. And I like the first match. This was almost just as overbooked as the first match, as the first um, segment. But this one, I couldn't. I could not. I could not. I was upset. Subscribe to Fightful Overbooked today. <laughs> this was overbooked. 
Jeff Jarrett booked this. Who's booking this? So, again, we talked about this. If it was Bully and Scott one-on-one, it was going to be overbooked madness, and it was going to be fun. Adding Macklin to it just feels weird because Macklin was world champion. Mm-hmm. PCO is PCO. PCO fits in just about anywhere. That's true. But the one thing that really makes it weird is just the setting. It's just we this this match they need to add a stipulation to it. Mm-hmm. They'll need to make it like Monsters Ball or some some hardcore element will have to take its place because that's the only way that this match is going to be as fun and brutal as it should be for a blow off, which is the thing. PCO is the weird factor in this because it's always been Macklin and Bully versus Scott. Yeah. Scott brought in PCO for the match against Macklin, right? After Macklin won the title. So it's very quick to turn around and just be like, PCO, you get the match now. You get to team with me because you're my monster. So I'm just like, they're going to have to figure out a way to make it make more sense that, that Scott Damore and PCO are teaming up. Because I agree with you on that. Because I always thought that PCO was in that first match against Mackley because Mackley was telling Canada, suck, oh, suck it. Da, da, da. You know what I mean? Like, I know they were giving it to the girls. I mean, like you said, it's an easy pick. But I feel like doesn't Macklin, not Macklin. Scott Demore trained almost everybody on that roster from legend has it. I feel like not for nothing. PCO don't feel pain. So sure. But I do agree with you there. I feel like there could have been someone else because PCO does feel a little weird in this situation. Yeah. He's the odd man out. So they have to tell the story of why he was chosen and mm-hmm. Macklin. So we go backstage and Macklin is like, he's worried about PCO. Because Macklin could barely keep him down mm-hmm. at under siege. And he's like, I I tried. He listed all the ways that he tried. The cinder blocks and the hammers and the chairs and everything. And then Bully's like, you're a Marine, right? And he says, start acting like one. And he says, PCO is just a man. And then Kazarian is just randomly standing right there. And again, this is weird, but it actually makes sense in terms of like moving a couple of stories along. And he's like, you, you screwed around and found out. And then Bully starts getting weird and lipping off to Kazarian and then Edward Edwards and Lish arrive and they're just like, they're standing behind Kaz and or Ed, Eddie's standing in front of Kaz and, and, and just putting up for him. And then Bully threatens everyone, including Lish. And then they walk away and Kazarian's just confused. And then Edwards is like, we're both Kowalski guys and that's our bond. And I'm like, oh, Christ. That's the only reason you have to be friends? Is that your training? I'm with Lish on this one. I'm with Lish on this. So you just gonna bury the hatchet just like that? And, <laughs> I'm and with Lish on that one. I don't think, and I don't think that's what's happening. Like Lish can't believe it, and neither can I, because I'm 99.9% sure that Eddie, Eddie, after this match, is gonna beat the shit out of Kazarian. Oh yeah, and we'll set something up for Wagga Wagga or for Slammiversary, whatever it is. Like it's this is clearly going to have more than one match. And against all odds, it was just the beginning of that story. So false sense of security, the heel turns on the baby face, yada, yada. And again, I don't hate that this segment went from, you know, Bully and Scott to Bully Scott and Macklin to Bully Scott, Macklin, PCO, and then back to Bully and Macklin, and then into Kazarian, and then we added Eddie. The, the flow worked in terms of telling multiple stories, but 
it felt a little jarring in the moment to be like, "What's well, Kazarian and Edwards? Like, why is Kazarian just sitting there over in the chairs having a coffee in his gear? Like, what, what, what are we doing here? That was strange. What did you think of this? It was very a uh, wrestling anime moment. Quick, come over here. And Frankie Kazarian's in the corner. <laughs> I see you studied the play. Like, what are you doing back here? Like, <laughs> but you're right. It did move along the story. I think, again, that this could have been placed after another match, this whole segment. Give me a chance to breathe after we just had a long talking segment. It wasn't bad. I don't know what's happening with Eddie Edwards and Frankie Kazarian. And I, I kind of don't care. I would care when the rest of the match starts. But whatever story y'all got going on, I feel like I'm going to care when Alicia hits you with a car, Kazarian. <laughs> Damn. That's what I'm going to care. All right. <laughs> I get it. It's, it's, it's a really... Um... It was a really it's awkward. Yeah, it was a really awkward setup, but it but it but it makes sense. Again, the way that I explained it was just like the flow was weird, but the flow made sense. So mm. we move on. Uh Crazy Steve and Black Taurus team up as always. They are decay. They take on Ace of Bays in non-title action. Ace of Bays have made it to a hundred days as tag champions. That's uh good. Good for them. Steve bites both Ace of Bays, so clearly you were very happy. And what does he get for it? Double super kick, right to the face. Uh, Taurus gets taken out on the outside. They hit the art of the fold on Crazy Steve. Quick win for Ace of Bays. Let's just go right backstage. Commentary did mention, by the way, like the tag division is wide open, which I do appreciate because it's true. There are no real challengers right now, and that's where Moose and Myers come in. Uh, yep. But Motor City Machine Guns meet them backstage, and they say, hey, tag division is in good hands. It's well taken care of. And then Bay says, you know, we're happy that if Motor City Machine Guns don't have the tag titles, at least they have the X Division and World Titles, and that makes them happy. Good show of respect, because again, this all started when Motor City Machine Guns and Ace of Bays were kind of feuding, and Motor City Machine Guns were being cocky and telling them, "Hey, go to Japan, learn a new hold, come back." And then Ace of Bays won the uh, the New Japan Strong Titles tag titles. Did they? No. Motor City Machine Guns definitely did. Ace of Bays. Yeah, did. Motor City Machine Guns did, but Ace of Bays just got really far, I think, in their Super Junior Tag Team yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, I got confused. I thought they were, maybe it was because of the. I said they. There's a lot of wrestling. It's house. very easy to become confused. I get confused every day. Anyway, point is, there's respect there because finally, both teams have made it. Both teams are baby faces, so everyone's happy. Uh, anything about Ace of Bays and the match and Motor City Machine Guns in the background? Very simple. Nothing to add. Wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I, that's how I felt about this show was not about the matches. Let me say that. I think we got three matches in total, and one of them was the main event. This was the second one. And technically four if you include BTI. And one, the BTI match, this match, and the match before it, standard stuff. I'm like, this is it. The in-ring is good all the time. I have nothing to add. I apologize for my outburst. Well, what else is good all the time is FightfulSelect.com. The best five bucks in the business, folks. Listen, you want all the CM Punk news? More of it. There's more of it. Cresta, every day there's CM Punk news of some sort. Every day? Every single friggin' day. We're talking about this guy who returns on Saturday on AEW Collision, which you are doing the post show with Ricky Chino and Iridian. So we're already talking about the guy. Over on FIFOSelect.com. You want the elites? You want to know what their contract status is? What's going on there? FIFOSelect.com. You want to learn about Jimmy Jacobs, former Impact talent, former Impact writer, guy who made some of the best stories in WWE in a time when WWE stories were... Jimmy Jacobs going to AEW. 
That's on FIFAselect.com. And of course, we've got the Q&A with Sean, the Ask Grapsity guys. You got Sour Graps with Alex Pulaski and Miss Kate Fabe. You've got so much content over on FIFAselect.com. Again, the best five bucks in the business. It sounds like a, like a stupid uh, slogan that we use, but it's true. Five bucks, you're getting more content than most people will give you for, for two bucks. So get on it. FIFAselect.com, okay? Do it or else, uh, or else I'll send Steve Macklin after you. Yeah. Do I have that ability? I mean, one of you are champion. That's true. One of us is a champion. And it's not who you think. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <clears throat> Spoiler alert. It's me. Jim Miller is with Boopinder Gujar, and they're talking about a diary promo. They show that. And then Dirty Dango walks in. Serious wrestler Dirty Dango says that Gujar's story is probably that he worked hard to get to the Impact Wrestling, and now he hopes somebody will make him a star, just like everybody else, except for the hog mask guy. He gets it. They bring back the Black Taurus bit. I love that bit. Um, they said they should make a Dirty Dango doc, and the Gujar just calls Dango a bitter asshole. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> he walks off, and then Dango, oh my god, I can't believe I have to say this. Dango says he thought that the backstage interview girls were supposed to be hot. And Gia Which Milley, is malarkey. Gia Miller, you're very beautiful. You are beautiful gorgeous, man. okay? Yeah. It's malarkey. Just, and you're funny. She stares in disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> it was the look of She's a clown. I love her. You're beautiful, Gia Miller. Don't listen. Don't listen to a man who's part of fashion police. So anything about fashion. He wore a $200 ripped t-shirt. Damn. $2. Nah, he probably spent a lot of money to look that cheap. (laughs) (laughs) To prove a point. Oh, man. Well, we get the beginning of the cards for those Australia shows. We talked about the world title rematch between Macklin and Alex Shelley. They also added Deanna Prazo versus Giselle Shaw. And they added the stipulation that if Giselle Shaw wins, it's now a three-way anniversary. Cresta, what do we talk about it against all odds? You did, because you are Third Eye Joel. You are you are the all-seeing wrestling god. Someone's got to eat that pin. Someone's either got to eat that pin or win that world title. And I think... I think Shaw's eating that piss. Buddy, I don't even know what to do anymore. But Giselle Shaw, I like that there are stakes to this whole thing. It makes mm-hmm. the, the shows in Australia a little bit more interesting than just a tour down under. And then next week on the show, OVE takes on the good hands and Brian Myers. The design takes on the team of Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Jonathan Gresham. So we're reliving that again. Uh, Taylor Wilde takes on Killer Kelly, Kinky Kelly, Macklin and Bully Ray take on Kazarian and Edward Edwards. There's more than three matches next week. There are four. You excited for that? At least it's not nine time. Nine, nine time. Nine time. Anyway, main event time. Trinity and Diana and Morty City Machine Guns and Nick Aldis versus Giselle Shaw, Savannah, Georgia, Kenny King, Sheldon Jeans, and Trey Miguel. Uh, early on, this is this is a fine match. This is this is a good. Impact main event is a post TV main event, very like WWE post pay per view 2010. All the champions versus oh. all the guys they just faced five on five. Let's get him in the ring. Uh, I do love the double submission spot where Deanna's got the arm bar on, on John Evans, and then Trinity's got Starstruck on Giselle, Trey Miguel, and Sheldon Jean break that up. And then meanwhile, Chris Saban at one point is on the floor. Kenny King distracting the referee while everybody beats up Chris Saban, which I love. That was funny. Poor Chris Saban. All you try to do is be great, and you literally got jumped. <laughs> and then later in the match, Saban, who got beat down for an eternity, gets planned. He plants Kenny King with the tornado DDT. Gets a hot tag 
Alex Shelley. And then we just go through all the regular stuff, you know, everyone breaks down and then Shelly comes in, uh, sorry, Jay Vidal takes out Trinity and then Shelly smacks him and the referee is checking on King. So all this stuff's going on. Aldis throws out Jay Vidal. It breaks down until Shelly hits shell shock on Sheldon. Gene gets the pin. And then Aldis, this is really the news that matters. Nick Aldis goes to present Alex Shelly with his impact world championship, but instead of presenting it to him, he presents it to his face and hits him with it. And then Saban chases uh, Aldis out. And like Aldis said, by any means necessary. What do you think of the match? And the big news here is Aldis is uh, firmly being a douchebag. Like I said at the beginning uh, when he was doing his promo, it's truly because you're British. Everything you say sounds pompous. Everything you do has an extra, ill. the British, ah. So him being here, I think that does solve the face v. face problem you've been hanging not no that's believe he's been hanging with steve Macklin. i think that it is a good idea um i do see nick aldis winning the belt and i don't like that but it would make sense if he's being a big time jerk to alex shelley who has who had something to prove who overtook steve Macklin, who was being a jerk um the match itself was great um i liked how trinity giselle and Deanna were working really stiff with each other. Very smart of uh, Sheldon Jean and Trey Miguel to pull the girls out the ring so they didn't get the pin or tap. Well, they didn't get tapped, rather. Overall, the match itself was good. I think it was mostly, again, about the post-match with Nick Aldis turning heel. Nothing wrong with it. I hope that something good comes of it. But I do, eventually when Aldis and Shelly clash, I do see Aldis taking it off of Shelly, unfortunately. So I think this is the right seeds to plant. So when that does happen, we're like, okay, I, I hate it, but I don't hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we said in the crossover, the the turn kind of cements a few different things that we thought. One being that fans, uh, the, one, one that was Aldis was going to come in and he was going to win the world title. Like mm-hmm. that was the number one. And then two, fans weren't going to, going to enjoy it if it was Nick Aldis coming in as a baby face, taking it from someone who's been carrying the flag. Yeah. Steve Macklin or Alex Shelley for that matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much of a heel you make Macklin fans of impact are going to cheer Macklin over Aldis at this point because Aldis just showed up. Whereas Macklin's been doing this for two years with the company. Shelley's been doing it for, you know, 20 years with the company. That's a fact. But once you turn it on its head and you make Nick Aldis the, 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 the heel, it works that the fans are going to get the thing they don't want, but it's going to be storyline driven. It's going to yeah. be Nick Aldis being a piece of shit because now he's a heel and he's going to win it off of a guy, whether it's Macklin or Shelley, it doesn't matter, who is a, a major player in Impact Wrestling. And Aldis can yeah. then be like, I used to be that guy. Why don't you like me like you like you like them? Why what what why not have that they don't have? He's gonna go back to just being that that piece of shit full of himself heel. I love it. But now, now he can do it in a way that's like today. And then there's a third side to this, and that's his wife. And when Mickey James is ready to come back, and she comes back as a badass heel, that is gonna be equally fun. Because she's going to take on someone like Deanna Perrazzo, who she never gave the belt to at Rebellion, Mm -hmm. and then we're off to the races there. I will say this, too. There's another spinning plate, too. So let's say Aldis does beat Shelly. Who got the X Division title? 
none other than Chris Saban, Alex Shelley's good best friend, to do what you got to do to avenge your brother. There's a lot of spinning plates here. Yeah. This episode itself, I think, really set things off in the right direction. Not a lot of in-ring action, and the ones that the the mat the matches that were there were solid, but a lot of stories got pushed ahead. And this is this match, this whole match, the backstage thing, like you said, we're coming here drawing up lines to different matches. Really good, solid stuff. Yeah, so this wasn't a bad episode by any means. Mm. It was much more of a story-driven episode, and it didn't overstay its welcome. I, I definitely, like, I looked at the clock when they got to the main event. I was running behind as well, so I was trying to take notes and, like, go back and forth, but, like, I was able to catch up by the main event, and there was still a lot of, a lot of meat on the bones. So it was a good episode. Everything worked out. Next week is going to be a more wrestling heavy by the looks of it. And it'll probably set up the other side of the card and where we're going on a bunch of other matches, which I appreciate. So with that in mind, Cresta star plug a shit. Hi everyone. My name is Cresta star. You can find me Wednesdays and Fridays over on Twitch or TikTok.com at Cresta star. I stream wrestling AEW and SmackDown and AEW again. I also am here on Thursdays with Joe Pearl, the lovely man that you see with me. And on Saturdays, I have to think about it for a second. And on Saturdays, I'm going to be joined by Rick, your wrestle friend, Iridian, and sometimes Sean Ross Sap, all Sap, no cap. We're going to be talking about AEW Collision with your favorite coconut mango punk. We're going to be doing all of that over on Fightful. You guys can find me on Twitter with a link tree in my bio at Cresta the Star and all forms of social media at Cresta Star. Like I said, link tree in bio. Press to the star on Twitter. Click it. Get your life. Joe Pearl, where can they find you? Oh, you find me in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on FIFLOverbooked.com. Go to YouTube.com slash FIFLOverbooked. Tomorrow, Iridian from the Collision Post Show and a bevy of other shows that she is a part of. Uh, she'll be with us in the morning. We start at 10 a.m. Eastern. We run till about noon. Tomorrow, I think we're running late for some reason. So, Stick around. Well, the show's going to go like till 1230 or something Eastern time. Uh, that's in the weeds. Thursdays, I'm here with Cresta, of course. Anywhere else, just follow me at Joel Pearl because I am not hard to find at J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. Until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Goodbye, dudes. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.